0: As scientists around the world scramble to develop a COVID-19 vaccine, logistics experts are thinking ahead about its delivery and distribution. Find out more in today's episode of Living Logistics. Hi and welcome. I'm Deborah Friedman in Bonn, Germany. Getting vaccinated against COVID-19 will be a small sting in the arm, but it will also be a huge collective relief. Distributing that vaccination serum to people around the world will, however, require governments, the public and private sectors to work together, according to a study released by DHL in early September. Joining me today is reporter Michelle Munger to take a look at the challenges ahead. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Michelle, you've been reporting in depth about the study Apparently, there are not only unprecedented challenges concerning the development of a vaccine, as we've been hearing in the news, but also around the logistics of getting that vaccine to people everywhere.
1: That's right. The study says that coronavirus vaccines may be ready for shipment in just a few months and that DHL is prepared to distribute them. But it all depends on exactly when the serum will be approved and how well-prepared governments are to take all the necessary measures for final delivery to their citizens the world over.
0: So it's not just a matter of physical capabilities, but it's also a political issue.
1: Yes, I sat down with Katya Bush, the chief commercial officer at DHL and head of CSI, to talk about that. CSI? CSI stands for Customer Solutions and Innovation. That's the part of the DPDHR group that keeps its finger on the pulse of future trends in the industry and manages the company's biggest customers, for example, in the life sciences and healthcare sector.
0: So what did Katya have to say about the vaccine distribution study?
1: Well, first I asked her to explain her responsibilities within the company and her role as Chief Commercial Officer or CCO.
2: Yeah, as the group CCO and the head of CSI, I care mainly about three different pillars. So uh, my sales team works divided in five industry sectors, and uh, these colleagues are looking after the top 80 customers across the entire DHL group. Um, In close connection to the sales team, we care for the three innovation centers in Trostdorf, Singapore and Chicago, and I'm very excited to announce that we are currently start to build a mobile innovation center where we like to cover the Middle East Africa region. Um, yeah, and these innovation centers are not just a place where we meet with customers, where we facilitate workshops or guided tours, but as well, we are working there to discover the future of logistics. And the third pillar is our digital customer interactions team. And there we care for three topics as well. One is the group's website, the DHL.com. The other one is that we cover the entire commercial part of our API portal, which is managed by the IT board of the group. And last but not least, we are responsible for the commercial connection with the so-called 3PV, third-party provider. This is a term out of the e-commerce world. And as we are doing such a big, big share of revenue with those guys, that would be worse to do an, an, another podcast around that. So I better stop here.
1: And currently, the company and the world are facing the coronavirus pandemic. How challenging is it for the logistics industry to face it head-on?
2: So before I start to talk about challenges, I would like to point out how grateful I am that I'm in the logistics industry currently, and uh, I'm very, very grateful that I'm with DHL. So what you see out of our industry, like the whole the airlines, by example, or the retail business that really suffers, I have to say, we saw during the entire pandemic how crucial it is what we are doing on a daily basis mm-hmm. and how much value we create. To keep the world spinning. Yes, but you're obviously right. We face some challenges as well. You probably all remember when suddenly this rush towards securing personal protective equipment. Started or other urgently needed items like uh, respirators, ventilators or something like that. So there was a time when all intercontinental flights suddenly came to a standstill and we were heavily lacking that what we call the belly capacity. This is the part of a commercial flight with passengers in but in the belly of the flight there is always space for freight and we were suddenly lacking this space. Uh, And that was a time when our colleagues from DHL Global Forwarding really did their best to get as much shutters up in the air as possible to keep the world spinning.
1: And this shows uh, how critical the role of the logistics industry is in answering to that kind of emergency situation, right?
2: Absolutely. As long as we, we are living in a globalized world, and I personally strongly believe that we'll stay like that. It's absolutely critical that logistics um, keeps everything turning. Yes.
1: And what is the specific role of CSI in DHL's pandemic response?
2: I would say our specific role is that we are having the best experts in the life science healthcare sector and that we are really covering all big companies in our portfolio that currently take part in this race to find vaccines. So we're sitting with them together at the table, already discussing how we can distribute those vaccines once they are found.
1: And the company has published a white paper on the issue. First, for somebody who's not familiar, what is a white paper for?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So a white paper is probably the opposite to a sales pitch or a sales brochure or any marketing material around a certain topic. In a white paper, it's mainly around content. And the, the author, the writer of a white paper should have neutral glasses on when he describes the situation and most likely provides a solution as well, or an
1: outlook and the foreseeable future. And what is the main message of this white paper?
2: Yeah, the main message is that once a vaccine is found, and we all keep fingers crossed, and once there is decided uh, how that vaccine will be shared, in in the world, Um, we have to raise the question how we get 10 billion doses of vaccine shots to the people. That's not trivial.
1: And this time, the conditions of handling and transport of such vaccines are going to be far more difficult and stringent than in the past, correct?
2: Yes, absolutely. So to fly around vaccines is no new business for us. That's really something we are doing for years uh, with a proven track record of success. We have uh, specialists all over the place that do ex- know exactly how to deal with those shipments. So that's not the problem. But what we are facing currently is that there are new methodologies on the table. So in case that one of these new technologies, like this RNA methodology, will win the race, the so suppliers do not know today how stable this vaccine will, will be in a certain environment. They just lack of stability data because usually a vaccine is developed in 10 to 15 years, right? So they don't have this data today. And uh, what they're doing, they try to stay on the safe side and they are asking for a deep frozen range of temperature, which will be Something in between minus 20 degrees Celsius and minus 80 degrees. And that's definitely not trivial.
1: And if we look at the logistics aspect of it, it will require flights, equipment and all kinds of solutions, right?
2: Definitely. So our forecast is that the entire amount of vaccines will require something about 15,000 flights and some special challenges. So if you want to keep such a package that deep frozen, you need to do that with dry ice. And then you can keep it for three to four days stable, and then you have to re-ice it. So keep in mind, dry ice will be a critical resource as well. But at the same time, a dry ice package is dangerous good. So there is a limitation how many of these packages you can put in the belly of an air freighter. So all doable. And I think we are perfectly equipped to do so. That does not mean that we don't have to do any investments, but we need to look into it once our stock take is ready. Uh, But I think we are very, very well prepared.
1: At the same time, there are some countries that are properly equipped with uh, cold chain infrastructures, but others are not.
2: Yeah, the critical thing is the very, very last mile. So our network is definitely able to bring all those deep frozen packages um, all over the globe. I think that's not the limitation. But once you unload this, um, what happens then? And what we cannot expect is that each and every doctor in a small village has a refrigerator that can keep minus 80 degrees. Yeah, that's very unlikely. So uh, we have to make sure in the end that the process doesn't stop with dropping the parcel on somebody's doorstep.
1: And all of these challenges have brought governments into play in the supply chain during the pandemic. And the white paper argues that they will have to work with the public and the private sector to find the solutions to transport these vaccines.
2: Yeah, what we have seen recently is that all governments without any exception. Um, okay, but that's not true. There are some exceptions where governments that are more in use to deal with diseases, like in Africa, by example, they were better prepared than we were in the Western world. We haven't faced such a pandemic for, I, I can't remember. So it, it's, um, it's long ago, but at least all these governments, um, were clearly overwhelmed uh, with their new role. Historically grown, a government is doing regulation, right? And suddenly everybody expected them to execute something, and they were really overwhelmed with this role. Um, yeah, and we do hope that we can trigger the, the needed discussion around the vaccine distribution with this white paper. So we will carry it around. We will carry it to the governments and to NGOs to trigger a discussion um, and to, to to point out that they have to team up with someone.
1: And to look at the broader view, what can we learn from this pandemic and how can we use the knowledge in future health crises?
2: I think one of the most important topics is what I what I just mentioned. Governments have to take a more active role in uh, source logistical services. I think to be prepared for the future and... Um, you know i don't want to be pessimistic but this is probably not the last pandemic we will see and uh, and this one is not over and not once we have found the vaccine that does not mean that this pandemic is over so this will stay for quite some time and i think the most important learning is that we all have to team up the NGOs, the governments, the private companies, so the entire public sector, we need to sit at one table and to team up to solve this crisis going forward. Probably you can think about building up national safety stocks. Yeah. But should that be done by a government itself? Hmm, I doubt it. It's probably better if logistics pro care for things like that.
1: And what kind of unique experience does DHL bring to the table to get this job done?
2: Yeah, so first of all, we are the most global company in the world. We are in over 220 countries. We are running global networks and uh, this um enables us, paired with our long-standing experience in the life science industry, to play really a role in continuing to respond to this pandemic. You have to know we are market leader in a life science a transportation business. We educate thousands of people. We're running over 160 specialized life science sites. We have all certificates you can get, starting with the IATA to GDP. So with all processes, we really know what we're doing when we're talking about life science.
1: That sounds like something governments could use. Katia Bush, thank you very much.
2: It was a great pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Michelle, thanks for that interesting interview. It's good to know that DHL is ready to go when a vaccine becomes available.
1: Yes, and let's hope that happens soon. But as Katia pointed out, it's now up to governments to take action.
0: Thanks for joining me today. That was reporter Michelle Munger speaking to Katia Bush, Chief Commercial Officer at DHL. If you'd like to read the study about vaccine distribution, the link is posted in the show notes for today's episode. And please feel free to add to the conversation. Your comments and feedback are welcome on the DHL LinkedIn and Twitter channels. You've been listening to Living Logistics, and I'm Deborah Friedman. Don't miss any future episodes. Simply go to dpdhl.com podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And be sure to rate us. Thanks for listening.